0: Hello, my lovey. You are an amazing, miraculous, gorgeous, complex creature. Welcome back to the show. Whatever you're navigating in the diaspora of pubecularness that is our earth, all right, what this podcast, ZFG Living Podcast, is here for you to do is get real about your mental health struggles get curious about what gifts they're bringing you, and how to rewrite not just our story, but our actual subconscious programming. So every week, we will explore proven strategies, paradigm-shifting perspectives. We're going to help you get unstuck and start living your most intentional, aligned, joyful life. So if you're ready to get out of overwhelm and into empowerment, if you're ready to stop surviving and start thriving, well, come on, grab your journal. Let's do this. Hello, my lovey, and welcome to another episode of CFG Living Podcast. And you know there's an exclamation point in there because I am that extra. Today, we are lucky to have Kim DeYoung with us. This Fab Femme, author, check, leader, check, speaker, check, all the things. Oh, my gosh. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for being here.
1: I am so glad to be with you. So loving
0: this. Excellent. Because oh, there's no escape. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so I just took your quiz at your website, and it's all about decision making style. And what I find really fascinating is that the questions made me think, and I'm like, not that I was doubting myself, but I'm like, well, why do I not take other people's opinions into account? So would you mind giving an overview? Uh, P.S., my dear listener, uh, I am a rhino shocker, that I just like plow through <laughs> the decisions and like throw, the, I, I say I throw spaghetti at the wall. Like, why not? Let's try things. But will you please give us an overview, Kim? Of the
1: quiz? Yes, absolutely. The quiz was quite an endeavor to create because I I was giving thought. I'm like, what types of decision makers are there in the world? Right. And, um, at all different levels, you know, how do people take in information? Do they need to collaborate? Do they deliberate? Do they move forward quickly? Like all of the things, um, do they use their intuition? Like the many, many, many things. So I begin to sort of think, what is it that I want to capture? And then I was sort of moving people into buckets of what they were. And the questions were, they were so much fun to create. I, mean, oh, I, I bet. I, I mean, if I say that I spent 40, 50 hours creating this quiz, like I did because it was fun. And the other thing is it was really important to me that it give great value to the quiz taker. Like I didn't want it to be a lighthearted Cosmo quiz. I wanted the person (laughs) who takes it to say, oh, I understand my decision-making personality, And, you know, here are the strengths of that personality. And here are some opportunities for improvement. So you, like me, we are the rhino. We are the charge ahead. Now, great, that means we move forward, we're decisive, but could we maybe spend a little more time deliberating? Might that be something to do just a tad? So, and each each type has that. So it was a lot of fun. I got into my Canva geekiness of like creating guides for each type and really thinking through the strengths, the opportunities, the strategies for each type. So it was a lot of fun. I will tell you one thing that I learned after the fact, after creating the quiz, which is there are five types. And three of them are types in which The person is kind of a deliberator. They gather a lot of information. But what I observed is that one of the types is kind of moves forward with great confidence. Like they're going to spend the time deliberating, but once they know they're on Mm -hmm. it versus one of the other types gathers information, but is a little avoidant in personality and would rather like, yeah, I got it, but I'm just going to stick my head in the sand at the moment and not move forward. One of the other deliberating types is just so scared of making the wrong decision that they become indecisive. And we all know those people. And and here's the truth. While you and I may be the rhino most times, I'm sure we have versions of us where we're the more indecisive. I mean, we all sort of do a version of it all. But hopefully the quiz is clarifying to you you're more dominant decision-making type so that you can get some information and like any quiz, you just want to, I mean, we love learning about ourselves. So this is an opportunity to do just that.
0: So when you talk about uh, decision-making and how that can help us, I know that you are all about choice and intentional choice. So what, let's
1: see,
0: this is really interesting. It's unfolding in my mind how we can learn about this and how it juxtaposes to other types of personality information or Enneagram or human design or any of those sorts of things as being another piece in the mosaic tile of
1: showing us who we are. Yes. So I'm not, really know, sure what my sure you know, as somebody who has taken the gamut of personality types and love them all um, I think if there's one thing that I gained from them, and this is to that point I shared uh, just a moment ago, which is, you know, I I was big back in the day into the Myers Briggs, and oh, yeah, I was too. That I that I really recalled with Myers Briggs, and I mm-hmm. never, I even got certified in it. Not that I did anything with it, but it was you might have your natural inclination as to what you do but it is our opportunity to grow the part that is not natural. So I use the example of I am an ENFP. Um, The brains, you know, like I'm the quintessential coach type, meaning that I take in information intuitively, I think with my heart. Now, would it be bad for me to take in information factually? Like, so for example, if I am going to buy a car, Mm -hmm. never would, for me to look at consumer reports like that just doesn't happen I have no interest in the data I'm going to get in that car and I'm like how does it feel how does it smell like the whole thing right my husband's going to review consumer reports but would it be a bad thing for me to throw in a little consumer reports sometimes no so <laughs> I think like any of these tests, right what do we do naturally and then what can we consciously improve upon and, and add to us. And that that's kind of where it comes down to choice in terms of bringing it full circle and being able to bring agency to the qualities, the skills that we bring into who we are.
0: I love that. So bringing agency to the qualities and the skills that we have,
1: tell me more about that. That rings so true to me. You know, and I've never said it the way I just said it to you, but I'm loving it from the perspective of, look, we, we are a certain way and we can choose to be a different way. And and how do we make that choice? We bring intentionality and thought and consciousness and agency. And we say, for my example, I want to improve my skills at bringing in data when I make a decision, my natural instinct is to do everything intuitively. And so I am going to take agency and be more thoughtful about bringing data into my decision-making process. Now that will not be easy for me. So to do that will be a um, conscious experience in which I am stating that I am doing that. So that is taking agency.
0: I love it. I love it. And just being aware, because I think with uh like we even call it the work, have they done the work? Uh, you know, and instead of that, like, do we know who we are? Have we revealed ourselves to ourselves? Have we uh had the fun of learning more about ourselves because I would love for people to remove the connotation of work, hard work, um, being comfortable with the discomfort and, you know, all of those things that I do think are valuable. And yet it's not all hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. It, yeah. It's what obstacles we put in front of ourselves. And so if we can have mastery over our intentionality, you know, over what we give agency about ourselves, then it can be freaking easy.
1: Mm, that, that That's a lovely way to look at it. I mean, it really is. You know, I have always been a believer in doing the work, as you say, but I don't look at that as hardship. To me, mm-hmm. that's a journey of self-discovery. And and so I think there's a way to to think of it. If it, if you're looking at it as like this drudgery, wow, that's like awful, hideous stuff to do. That's one thing. If it's like, wow, I get to uncover more about myself. Ooh, like a sleuth like I'm a sleuth I'm learning you know everything that I've the journey I've been in for the past decade the book I've written I mean honestly it is all about self-discovery that is the mm-hmm. entire that is the entire thing that like, yeah. that's what I'm all about that's what I teach it, it's it's at the essence of it
0: and to skip around a bit I loved uh looking at your bio and your website and talking about your group uh group encounters, your group sessions, your, you know, like when you gather people together. And tell me more about that because the way you, it's described is just so
1: like heartwarming and it just feels good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think what you are likely referring to are these gatherings that I used to host for women. Is that what you're speaking about, my women's gatherings? Yes. That, so that that's actually a really probably one of the most lovely things I did. And I began it, I'm gonna say 15 years ago at the urging of a coach who knew I was new to an area. I didn't have a lot of like business girlfriends locally and and I'm a connector And and I love to entertain. She said, Kim, why don't you bring together women that you enjoy just for the sake of enjoying them with no other ulterior motive? And I said, how will I choose who to invite? And we got clear that I would choose to invite who made me happy. So imagine, I began to look at the women I knew locally. I'm like, does she make me happy? She gets an invitation. Does she not make me happy? Nope, not inviting her. And what began as a list, probably of like 15 or 20 people 15 years ago, grew locally to a list of maybe 100, 120 Oh, that's and amazing. It was lovely. It, what was amazing about that experience was that once a month on a Saturday, I hosted a gathering for four hours in the afternoon. I provided the refreshments and people would mingle for the hour and then come together for the balance to talk about wherever they were in life. This was not networking 30 seconds kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, when we're going through a divorce, some women had a business thing, well, whatever the, the gamut of things that women would want to speak about. And what was amazing is I hosted these once a month for two years. The group grew, although interesting, never more than 15 show. I think it was just the nature of hosting it Saturday at four o'clock. Like it's not the most convenient time. And I was like, fine, come when you can, don't come when you can't. Right. But what was really amazing for me, and it's for anybody who's listening, who resonates with this, as I would meet new people it became a way to invite them into my circle. So as I would meet you, for example, and you live local, I'm like, I love you. Like, please come to my next Saturday thing. So it was just, mm-hmm. it was so nice to have a space that I can invite people to join in. And then, truthfully, I got divorced. I left the that home, and and it fell by the wayside. And I did feel a hole. I felt over the years as I wasn't doing it. I really mm-hmm. longed for it, and. I did it again a few years ago, and interestingly, when I did it again, I had now really stepped into this work about choice, and the questions, I guided more of this experience. I was so curious with each of the women who'd shown up, and I took them through this fun exercise that I mm-hmm. like to do to understand choices that they'd made, which connected them to each other, because we can all relate to the choices right have made and the humanity of the stories and, you know, the stories that are sh- the choices that might be shameful the stories mm-hmm. that are proud filled all of that. Anyway, and I most recently did one just a few months ago in my current home. And you know what? I'm so appreciative that you're bringing it up again because I need to get on the horn and do it again. Because it, it is just a way to bring amazing women together. And who doesn't need more of that? Who? We all need more of that,
0: well, and I'm so interested in how other people, whether you call it socializing, networking, you know, finding connection, building bridges. There are so many ways to look at gathering. With other people. And I grew up seeing the world as not safe, seeing people as a danger. And so I'm very late to the party of seeking out friendships. And when I was relocated by, thank you, Hurricane Katrina, uh, to a new part of the world to me, then I realized it's really hard to make connections as a grown person. Because we're all busy. Even I, who wanted the connections, w- w- struggled to find, you know, like I, I had two young stepkids, uh, y- you know, like like how you d- have this new marriage. You, you know, I'm still reeling from the trauma of losing everything. You, you know, how to find the time. And I love the way you put it. Like, it's once a month. It's on a Saturday. It's from this time to this time. Whoever can make it can make it. And this is what you can expect. And so like, did you just pick like the last Saturday of the month or the second Saturday you know, or, you
1: know? I it, I think, it, I don't remember then, but it was just, you know, a random Saturday every four to five weeks. But I uh-huh. will say when I just hosted my more recent one, which truly was at the end of 22. So it's not even that recent at this moment. Um, I thought I was going to do a quarterly. I thought that's probably realistic. Okay. My life at the moment. And P.S. here we are into fourth quarter. So likely I'll probably do it at the end of this year. But to your point that I was just thinking about, you know, look, we're, especially as women who work from our homes and we can Mm -hmm. easily leave our homes because look at what we do on Zoom all day long. Right, right. It takes a consciousness to pick up the phone to the local neighbor, the woman you randomly met around town at something and say, would you like to meet for coffee? And I will say I have been doing that a lot in this past month. I love it. And I have to say, like, I've got like a little bit of an internal buzz going on. There's something really, there's something different. Not that Zoom, I mean, I've grown accustomed to Zoom as we all have, but to sit face to face with another human. A coffee date or go for a walk or have lunch and even just this morning there's a woman I don't know well but I'm quite drawn to her and I just called her she was going through something and I said I I really like you like can we have lunch she was so like touched by that and it felt great to say it and wouldn't it feel great for you to be the on the receiving end of that call like imagine getting that phone call of hey I really like you can we get together like who doesn't want to get that phone call like Uh, absolutely. absolutely
0: it's gorgeous. And I think depending on where you are, uh, geography can play, uh, you know, toward you or against you. You know, if you're in a place where it takes six months to meet two people, you know, because people are few and far between, then that's a different story. And I I feel like then we do get to lean into those virtual muscles and have, you know, what's wrong with like a a happy hour or a some kind of a session you know where people can come and go for a couple hours and I'm inspired to do do that myself because you know I
1: just something happened for me yesterday I got connected to a woman in in our community don't I I'd actually seen her at something but I don't know her and she said by the way I hang out at this local coffee shop on Mondays from 10 to 1 if that works come by well, oh I love that interesting that's really kind of interesting. Like I haven't met her. Yet. I'm going to go this week and go, but I thought what a cool thing. Like she's she'll bring her computer, she'll do work, nobody shows, nobody shows, but yeah. kind of how interesting to just set herself up there and get out of her house and just right. be accessible. That was just kind of an interesting concept.
0: Oh, I love that. I think that's great. I yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. And it's so funny though because I will say the friendships I've developed online because of meeting with them regularly, because of having this or that, you know, where we're going to get together and hash through, you know, if somebody has questions about, you know, like you said, if it's a divorce or if it's a new baby or if it's a, you know, a business venture and they're they're not 100% clear with it and they need help hashing out the, the you know, that laser focus that we need to have. Um, and yet I've not focused on actual IRL, you know, in real life people. So I think that is going to be a very interesting tack for me to take and, and push myself out of my comfort zone because I fall, I fall prey to like, well, I'm waste, I'm wasting time traveling to go do the thing.
1: And, and it is easy to look at it like that, although there's the shift in perspective of, like just what you're gaining. There's something so much richer. You know, even just, here's here's a specific example. I had spent the morning with um, with someone that I really care for. We've got a friendship over many years, but we don't see each other often, but we live nearby. Anyway, spent a bit of time together over the weekend. And I must have said something that caused, I don't know if it's triggered her, but something. Mm-hmm. And she sends me a text, very, you know, one of these texts that's like quite right, long, right, right. a lot of stuff, clearly emotion filled. And she said, you know, I'm I she said in her message, something that you said triggered me, but I care a lot about you. I'd like to go there with you. And there it was, a Tuesday afternoon. I had a lot to do. And I thought, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling her right away. Like how often? Mm-hmm. We pick up the phone right away. We we text. We're, right. We text to say, can we talk? Like, rarely <laughs> do we just pick up the phone. And I did. And she she responded. And we spent an hour on the phone, which, again, one could say, like, who has the time for that during the week? And maybe we don't. But it was so rich and so delicious. And we went there. And we're uncovering stuff. And I felt honored that she wrote that text to me to say, I heard something. can can we just get to the bottom of it? And there gorgeous. was a misunderstanding and we got to the bottom of it and we went deeper and it it was gorgeous. Well, but I the, made time for it. That was absolutely. the key.
0: Because we do make time for what's important to us, yes. you yes. know, and, and emergencies do happen that hijack our day and... Other things happen that enrich our day. And so if we can reframe things so that we see it as an opportunity to to build that gorgeous connection, which is the antidote to everything from addiction to recidivism to, you know, all the things, because when we feel connected and we feel heard. And we feel like how you said you were so excited, you know, because someone called and said that they like you, and they want to, and like getting a text that like I care about you, and therefore, I mean, that's oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Celebrate that.
1: But you know, here's the interesting thing, and just to thinking about the the umbrella of this conversation around choice, like. Everything is a choice. The choice of how you show up in that, the choice that you are open to making space for the random things that show up in your life that, you know, I could have easily said to this person and put her off like, oh, we'll talk in a couple of days. I could have done that, but I chose not to like it was a very conscious choice. And you realize like you have these split second moments to like, where am I going? You know, I mean, there are the deeper choices that we have, of course, but in there are these momentary things of like, how am I handling this, and who do I want to show up to be in Mm -hmm. this? And we all have that ability to kind of again bring that consciousness to how we're showing up.
0: Yeah, and and that's the wealth and that's the riches. And a lot of uh, non-Western cultures understand that, and they understand the that a family is a blessing. Yes even your wackadoo auntie or uncle or sibling or whomever. And they can show us and let us learn so much about ourselves and about the world and also what's not in the world but is in your microcosm. So I think that being open and able to pursue connection and to, to make choices to reinforce that yeah, you know, because what if you were teaching something and you couldn't talk just that hour, but you could say, you know, I can talk in a couple of hours. I hope that works and. And push it forward that way, because sometimes, yeah. you know, we're not able to just pick up the phone right then, although that is so juicy and everything I I interviewed someone talking about the different ages in the, the workplace right now and how we have more generations all working together now than at any other point in history. And the difference between the people who come up with technology, you know, you talk about texting, is it okay to talk on the phone? And, y- you know, as opposed to it being a bridge of connection, it can also be a wall that yes. puts us off from just the rando phone call or, you know, and and we never leave voicemails. Well, I've decided I do, I will leave a voicemail and it will say pretty typically something like thinking about you, sending you love, hope we can yeah. connect soon. And do with that what you will. Don't even listen to it. But I'm putting out that energy, and mm-hmm. that's the energy that I want to to pull, to, to have pull me through this complicated, messy, joyous
1: oh, delight. You oh, are oh. so singing the words that I believe. I was having a talk with one of my kids. And there was something that they that they needed to do that they were uncomfortable doing. And I was listening. He was like, my son was saying, "I'm going to text to move this forward." I said, "Really? Text is like kind of a little bit of a passive way." Yeah. What if you made the call? And this was something that he was feeling stress about because he didn't have information from the other person. And I said, "Do you realize that?" You are you are allowing yourself to stay in this situation of lack of information, which is affecting your future plans because you don't know what's happening in the future to thus make your plans. And you're going to do it with a text that may or may not get answered versus what would it look like if in this moment you did what is uncomfortable? And I know that, you know, the younger generation is certainly uncomfortable with making a phone call. But what if you did? What right. if you over even just for the sake that, you know, it benefits you, because if you make this phone call and they answer and you resolve your issue, you can go make your plans. Right. Voila, there you are. Versus like I'm going to text and it's going to drag on and I'm not going to get my, you know, like just freaking take charge of it already. Yeah. But that's not always easy. I, and I yeah. understand that. It was so interesting just having this conversation and I posted to, to my child. I said, what if you did it a little differently than is comfortable? Like, what if you did that? And that's always hard to be the mother who's acting as coach. I'm like, am I coach? Am I mother? What am I doing? And, you know, all you're of sharing
0: that. your skills with your child. I, yes. I think that is parenting at its
1: finest. Yes. And their choice of what they do with it. You know, exactly. I let go of the attachment of they must do it my way. I'm like, I am presenting yeah. a healthy alternative. You will choose what you do with it.
0: Absolutely. And and I also think what if is Gore. Just, just what if what if you do it is someone going to come and like slit your neck probably yeah. not <laughs> you know but the fears that we have around those sorts of social conventions it goes back to lizard brain, lizard brain fearing yeah. being thrown out of the tribe and then dying alone in the wilderness at the paws of a creature that doesn't want you around <laughs> you know and that's why i think it does not give us any value to beat ourselves up for you know i'm being you know this is ridiculous i should have done that no knock it off you're surviving in a way we all are and then yeah. how we can change that to thriving comes into The gorgeous world of choice and intentionality, and giving ourselves and our skills agency to help
1: us. As somebody who has written the book of choice, you know, it's kind of like choice is always on my mind, always, Mm -hmm. always, always from the perspective of like, how am I choosing to show up? What is the specificity of the choice that I'm making? Mm -hmm. How am I interacting? Like, am I making a choice? Am I, you know, like all of the details? Like, it is always, always, always on my mind. And I find I see choice everywhere. I mean, it's sort of like, um, what is it? The yellow, the yellow VW. Like right. once you see it, you can't not see it. And similarly with choice, when you bring the awareness of choice into, into your purview, like it's just there. So it's notice what you notice, like as exactly. you are, making choices. Just be observant. Like our choices are everywhere from, mm-hmm. am I having tea or coffee to, right. you know, spending out our, this time together with, you know, bigger picture conversations. I mean, uh, choices are with us all the time. Right. Always, big and small.
0: And I think this is the advice I give to anyone that is debating or either debating leaving a job or isn't happy at a job. Apply get your resume together, see what's out there. Because just that act will make yeah. whatever unpleasantries you're dealing with easier to, to handle. You're just not you're gonna get, you're up, not gonna care.
1: You're bringing up something very interesting. Years ago, not job related, but but similar in that vein, my youngest mm-hmm. son was 14 and was due to go to a high school and a big high school. And I just had the feeling he might be better at a smaller magnet school. And I said to him, I want you to apply to the smaller magnet school. And I said, I am not attached to which one you go to, mm-hmm. but I am attached to you doing a really good job in the interview process so that they make you the offer so that you have the choice. Very similar to what you're mm-hmm. describing the job. It's like, do your best to show up, to go through the interview, do everything you can do. Because first of all, we know that every time we're interviewed, we learn something about ourselves.
0: Oh gosh, yes. Uh, I. So, Interviews and auditions all the way. They're great. And
1: just just making the choice to put yourself into that experience of, I am choosing to interview for jobs and to learn about myself, like maybe even without the attachment of what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I may get offers. I may not. I may learn that I have to update my resume. I have to shift how I tell my stories. What, whatever you will right. learn about yourself, it's always going to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And- If you do get an offer, now you are in the place of choice. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. And so there's something quite powerful in putting yourself out there so that the choice becomes yours.
0: Right, right. And you may get an offer that doesn't compare as favorably to what the standard route would be, whether it's going to the big neighborhood high school or, uh, you know, staying in the job, whatever it is. Um, Just knowing what else is out there, I think is power. I think that is what it it gives me confidence to understand other people's situations and what's working for them and how if someone's in um, a place in their relationships or in their business or, you know, in whatever realm, then I'm like, wow, that seems like it would be a good place. You know, I want to talk to them. I want to know, how did you get there? What did you do? And, And how do you feel about where you are? Yeah. Because to me, it might look really great. And to them, they're like, oh, man, my business has taken off. But now I feel like I'm stuck doing that, 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 that. Yeah. You know, so there's always the different perspective. And then there's always a way to be really, really excited and celebratory about where we are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a valuable thing, even when you're like, uh, this is suck mc of the clan McSuck, <laughs> you know, but then if you can look at it and just be like, well, hang on a second, like these are the good things about this. And I am, I've slain dragons to get to this. Like, (laughs) look, look at me rocking and rolling because the fact that we're here alive. Okay, cool. Like we're here, let's, let's look for something. And that's exactly the, the lovely story of the, the Cherokee wolves. The one is hate and the one is love and which one thrives. Well, the one you feed. So when right. you're looking for your choices and you can see that you have choices and that there is not actually I don't know who your grandmother with a you know a stern tisk tisk telling you that you have to go to lunch or you have to serve the committee uh, every time they ask for anything that's not there it, it is our yeah. choice 100% yeah, yeah. so true I thank you so much. And a dear a listener or viewer, I recommend that you go to her website in the show notes, Natch, and take the quiz because as I feel like sometimes I shut down and avoid decisions. But really, that's just me saying I don't want to do that. You know, so I was surprised when I got the rhino. But yeah. then when I realized I was like, oh, because the rhino doesn't care. They're not going. you yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Kim, thank you so much for spending so much time uh, with me. Yes, this is an absolute blast. My lovey, thank you so much for listening. If this episode struck a chord with you, just know you do not have to be defined by whatever bullshittery has happened to you and you can experience joy while you work on the heavier stuff. There's a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and talk about how you can move forward with that because there's so much joy in living and you don't have to have it be heavy all the time.